1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, we are on episode eight of the season. Um, thanks for tuning in and listening. Um, we're here again. Um, another two games and another two defeats. Um, last night was was tough, but we'll get into all that in a minute. Um, just quickly introduce who we've got on the pod. Um, we've got a full pod. We would have thought it, eh? Normally we only get a full pod after a win or two, but everyone's on. I'd imagine for a bit of a moan. Even Brad's graced us with his presence. How are you doing, mate? I say that, I wasn't here last week and you were, which is the first time ever.
2: Right. I think this it is the very... first time Brad's done two in a row, isn't
1: it? I think so. I don't know. He's like Stolter, <laughs> isn't he? He is. He's like close.
3: He was blinding last week without Ben, to be honest, but he's back. But yeah, it's good Good to be back on and I can't wait to dig into, you know, QPR.
1: Yeah, that's what we're here to discuss, mate. Um, Dunk, Doug, Hello. How was, how was last week's pod, mate?
2: Yeah, it was good, mate. I enjoyed hosting. I had some nice feedback from a few people. I mean, yeah, it was my mum and dad, but... <laughs> <laughs> how was um, he? Yeah, good lad. It was good speaking to him. Like, we had a, yeah, he seems like he's not one of those kind of players who could, like, get us out of this shithole and of a mess, but like, he needs everyone else to be on his level, doesn't he? That's the problem. Yeah, it
1: was... Yeah. We've we got Chris. Chris, nice to meet you, mate. On Saturday, we actually had a face to face.
4: Yeah, that, that was, uh, weird, it? that was, it does sound a bit weird, but that was the highlight of the day, wasn't it? It was. Uh, it was, yeah, that was, that was at least positive and something, something to take away from the day. But, uh, yeah, we can, we'll crack on with everything else that's bringing us down shortly.
1: <laughs> and Jack is back. Jack, you've been around the world, have you, on holiday, or I feel like that's what you're always doing? Yeah,
5: I Come wish. To... Uh, well, I was away last week. I was in Crete, a nice little break. Um, enjoyed listening to the pods on my uh, sunbed. It got me <laughs> so positive, I thought, you know, I was predicting a, a win, and uh, <laughs> that came back to bite me.
1: But uh, yeah,
5: yeah it'd be good to be back. Good to, hopefully, we can, uh, it's another therapy session. Yep.
1: Yep. Okay. <laughs> So, no, like I said, two defeats. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go and focus on Coventry first. Uh, I was I was there. Um, it was yeah, just a quick summary. It was... Um, I think we started really poorly. We grew into the game a little bit. We had a bit of a spell like we do for sort of 15, 20 minutes where we n- knocked the ball around half decent. We created a couple of chances. Um, I mean, a good save from the keeper from Dykes's um, header. In at half time, I think the, the warning signs were there for Coventry. They got in behind us quite a few times and they were just they just could didn't do anything with it. That Sims was looked like he was struggling a little bit. Um we needed to get the ball to share, keep keep getting it to him. And in the second half, I think Coventry came out and they 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 got a bit narrower and played in between the, the fullback and the you know, in between the the um Salter and Kenneth Powell and Smith and Kakai. And they got. they just kept doing that all game. They nullified chair by bringing in their full-backs. And I just don't think we reacted. And before we knew it, we were 3-0 down. Um, so uh, I don't want to take too much of the summary, Chris, but have you? what was your view?
4: Yeah, I mean, pretty similar, to be honest. It was a, a half where, in terms of the first half, we had that, yeah, one... I'm not even sure it was a great opportunity. It was just a great, great save. But I was up. I thought that was in um but again we're just getting to a half time where we're like our level needs to increase by at least two gears here to look like we're going to do anything my like Coventry weren't yeah they got in a few times but we weren't really under too much pressure first half I felt both teams kind of playing well I say both teams playing within themselves Coventry were playing within themselves I think that was just our normal level right <laughs> and you and then like you say yeah they they turned it on a little bit. Yeah, the first goal was a bit of luck, I would say. Silly free kick to give away, ball comes in, it could bounce anywhere, it bounces perfect for Ellis Sims. He slots it away. Suddenly, their number nine striker is his confidence is then up. He's then playing a lot better. Um, second goal came so quickly, and I mean, as soon as we can see one, you know we're going to lose because we can't come. We don't. We don't show anything like we can come back. So as soon as it's two, it's like okay, this is definitely game over. Um, and I think most of the fans were sort of out of the stadium by the time we actually scored a goal from top goal scorer Kenneth Powell with three goals. <laughs> our left back, great. Right.
1: That, that um, how was that not a penalty? I just I'm flabbergasted by how I could.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Didn't we? Most of our players didn't seem to massively react about it either. Like, I don't, he didn't give a foul. He didn't give offside. He didn't say it was, a yeah, a foul beforehand. He just gave a goal kick. And, I mean, I think by that stage, Armstrong had already been booked because he got, or did he get booked after that, straight after? Yeah, he got um, booked straight he, after, didn't he? I think he was just after, was very, it. very cross that he didn't get the decision and just went yeah. and fatted someone. Um, I think we'll touch upon Armstrong later on, but that, that element of his game i.e. needless yellow cards really needs to he needs to stop doing it I don't know how many he's on now but there you oh, go yeah. so one more silly yellow card and he'll miss the game um yeah the I've got yeah no idea how that wasn't a penalty sort of doesn't seem to have been talked about either I mean yeah maybe we I don't know maybe it was just outside but the ref probably gonna give a penalty it's so close could we have got it back a, in it i don't know it's a red card isn't it, Is it not a
1: red card because if it's i, don't
4: know, I think like if it's last
1: night.
4: if it's in the if it's in the box oh, it yes. wouldn't have been a red double jeopardy isn't it yeah, yeah. i think because he yeah. played
2: went to play for the board he, he did try to kick the ball the keeper and kicked armstrong so it goes as he went for the ball so the double jeopardy all kicks in um obviously i couldn't get to the game on saturday i watched it um via a stream and you can clearly see the referee looks at the Coventry player as Armstrong gets taken out. Like, he's looking at the player that's on the floor. He's not followed the game. He's not followed the ball. And he's completely and utterly missed it. And it's just frustrating. I know we're going to talk about referees later, but we don't seem to be getting the rubber green with certain decisions. But got, the caveat is, I a don't line think...
1: There, he's got I can't line... believe yeah. that lino. That lino, and, and, and Chris was behind the way, yeah. close to him. He was. He was the worst linesman I've ever seen. He was nowhere near up, front, up with play, right? Nowhere near. It was like when a ball came over or through, it was like it was caught him in surprise and he was chasing back and he hadn't got a clue what was going on. But you're right. How is the linesman not seen that if the referee hasn't?
4: That's what it's the same for, with isn't? the red card
1: last night. It's the same with the red card last night. The liners on that side, right? How has he not seen that?
4: Yeah, so... So, so poor. He gave hardly anything during the whole game. into miss off-sides, gave fouls that weren't fouls, didn't give fouls when we were down in that area. It's just, yeah, The well, I kind of think there's almost no point talking about how bad officials are in the football league because they're never, ever going to get better. And it's like a constant, you just go in a cycle of moaning about them every week and nothing will ever yeah. be done. I suppose you could get VAR,
3: but even that's shambles, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, and we—if they introduced it at this level, within Pod Two of that season, we'd be going VAR's crap. Get rid of it. Like we scored a goal, but we couldn't celebrate. And yeah. I guess
1: you get the you get the next like the second level of VAR people, don't you? Do you know what I mean? A bit like the referees standard is poorer. You get the aura yeah. VAR people. It kind of filters down, doesn't it? Jack, I'm sure you've got some mad stats floating around in your head or in your computer.
5: Well there's definitely well, the headline ones that jumped out um to me <clears throat> following the defeats to Sunderland and Coventry. Those two teams have won more games at Loftus Road in 2023 than QPR. They've won twice in 2023 and we've won once against Watford. And then blackburn up this weekend they've already won once at loftus road this season so they could be joining those two teams so that is just like a staggering like statistic for me i just can't get my head around how we are we're so poor at home never seen it in my lifetime supporting the team right now we're 10 without a win at home and dave barton uh you uh, follow on Twitter, pointed out this, you know, it's got to be up there, with one of our records. And uh, I looked it up and it's our joint longest run without a home win in our history in competitive games. So if we don't beat Blackburn, that's a club record longest winless streak at home. So, you know, it's, the you know, one win in 20 home games, nine defeats at home and 12 for Ainsworth since he joined. We haven't scored more than once in a home game since October 2022 versus Wigan. So that's Inside of that 20 game run, in which we've just picked up one win, you know, it's and crazy. it's just it's bleak, it's just bleak. All of it is bleak and depressing, and it's you know, <laughs> there's not there's no positives about this right now. That you know, you try and you look, and you but there just, there just isn't. We're not creating chances, we're making mistakes at the back. The right injuries. side, big injuries, suspensions, the right side's being targeted every game. The sooner this Reggie Cannon can come in, get up to speed, and hopefully he makes a difference because Kakai needs you know. Smith and Casco not quite working on that right hand side. Again, we're going to touch on Kakai, which I don't want to, you know, tread on your toes there, Ben. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's a weakness that teams are going for now in each game, and they're under pressure. Um, so yeah, I watched I watched the, the game from a nice sunny spot in, in Creek, but you know it was quite depressing in the end um, watching that. But yeah, yeah, I mean Blackburn worries me. You know, he, I know we'll talk about leads in between, but. You know, we, can you see a home result? Judging on the home form, I can't.
3: No, neither can I. But take, take a bit I of mean, luck. I guess I'll just because obviously we've all covered commentary there, haven't we? So I'll just touch on last night's performance with Leeds. I'll start with that. Well, it's probably the most one-sided one nil you'll ever see. To be <laughs> honest, it was all Leeds. But I don't know how we how we held it to one nil that whole game. But like Jack said, he pointed out there we just. Down the right, every team's coming for us down that right,
1: and we are struggling big time. It's our weakest link. It's not just down the right though. It's 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 in between the gaps between the set, the left centre back and the right centre back. I, I know it is a lot more. It is more down the right, but but we often do still get caught in Kenneth Powell yeah. and, and Fox and yeah. so territory. We I, I just I just think we get away with it sometimes a bit more. Um,
3: I I thought Clark sort of played well last night. To be honest. Um, Probably if I had to pick someone, I thought Clark sort had a good game. Um, but with the ref decision with Begovic as well, that was just madness. The ball clearly went out, you know, for their goal. Same again, if we had VAR, would that see that? But whose fault was that? Was that Kakai's or was it Smith's? You know, you can 50-50 well, really.
2: I get the ball going out of play a bit, but at the same time, you play to the whistle, you talk that at junior level don't stop you you don't stop unless the whistle goes so it's still we we had chances to get in positions to stop that attack and we didn't like you said Clark Clark Salt had a good game but he was at fault partly for their goal because he was out of position in the middle of the box
3: but that goes to show though that at the start our positioning didn't look too bad right we looked we looked a bit you know, first two or three minutes. We did look all right like a shape, right? Two, uh, two or, three or three minutes. minutes. Yeah. But after that, we went we went to shit, let's be honest. You know, Lyndon Dykes was covering the left. Kakai went over to the left. What then was Dykes'
5: D- position last night? Exactly, time. where base. was Dykes
3: playing? Base. He was here, there, everywhere. And then, then at one point, Kakai was over in the left.
4: He doing? just went
1: on a kamikaze run, didn't he, a few times?
4: Yeah, he went to pressure someone in the middle of the park, like, right? And, uh, defensive ready. midfield position, and then it, it, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I know we just sorry, just I don't want to. I just want to quickly talk about one thing about Coventry. Before, just and it think it feeds feeds into Leeds anyway. It's Chris Willock. Um, I saw today that from West London News reported that he was completely dropped. Right, so there's no injury or anything. It was it was in the. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Um nah it was it, they're saying that he was dropped similar to um, Ethan Led. it's literally in the last half an hour hour come out um, um, Doug well, he was terrible on Saturday I've got to say I don't know if Chris agrees but he, he really he, he couldn't he, he couldn't do anything he was trying I guess but he he just he, he did nothing right um, what's what are we going to do with him mate I don't I think
2: you've got two choices haven't you we've you uh... we have get a manager in and replace Ainsworth who's going to get the best out of Willock, whether that's putting his arm around him, whether that's playing to a a different style, or you back Ainsworth and you get rid of Willock and you drop him to the um, development squad and you don't play him again until January and you just let him go for absolute peanuts. This is literally a standoff.
3: There's a problem with that though, isn't there? Because who's going to come in for Willock right now? Who is going to come in for Willock? Let's be honest. Really, no club's going to come in for him. And I agree, we, we shouldn't start him, should we? Because he's just been woeful. But Ainsworth hasn't got the better of him. But who's to say another manager was to come in and get the better of him? Then we can't just keep saying we need someone to come and get Willet. We need someone to get the best out of him. Either we just lump it or leave it. We let him go. But we're going to let him go for peanuts. That's the problem. He's going go for nothing. Anything.
2: He's going for nothing now, anyway. I, yeah, I, I can see the club. If if they stick with Ainsworth, I can see the club tearing up his contract and shipping him out in January for nothing, or hoping Mad. that they can get a loan fee for him because he doesn't doesn't fit Ainsworth's system. He doesn't Ainsworth and him clearly don't get on. There's obviously an issue there, and he's just not going to play.
3: Do you think it's down to his injury though? You know, because he was he was unbelievable he was probably he, our highest asset at one point, and then he got injured, and then what's happened?
5: I think he, he, the injuries he, were nasty weren't they They, they yeah. one of them was a pretty severe yeah. tear of the hamstring maybe off the bone or whatever it was and then he had the surgery and then he, he aggravated it didn't he a couple of times so I think he's he's lost confidence in, in his body and he, he needs to run a games to get that back but we can't afford to have a passenger just to supplement that right now and Ainsworth clearly requires players as a bare minimum to um, hashtag empty the tank and you know <laughs> don't really want to do that so well maybe he does has he ever been that sort of player he's not to me I don't even under Warburton and Bill didn't strike me as a run around headless chicken he was there in the final third doing his damage with chair now I mean Ainsworth talking about the Ainsworth system what we're playing now is not an Ainsworth system I think it was a compromise after Watford to fit certain players in and to try and do more with the ball but we're doing nothing with the ball we're not you know, we're starting off around the back, but we're just getting rid of it. You know, we've got no one. Sh- like I thought it leads. So I said to you in the chat, in our WhatsApp chat, that body language looked off. Players, no one's showing for the ball. It's, yeah, the striker's there, but then there's no one around them. When chair got the ball in a couple of runs, there was no player showing for it, other than maybe Kenneth Powell at times. It just looked odd. It looked off. And It just smacks of players maybe not believing in themselves and believing in the the system, maybe. That's what
2: happens when you have a manager who says at the start of the season or before the season starts that he's scared of this division, scared of the teams (laughs) in it, and he's come up against a Premier League outfit in Leeds and he's obviously not got the team set up right. There was no fight. There was no desire. That comes down to the manager. They came out like deer in headlights and they were scared to even put a glove on Leeds last night. But
3: he said that, didn't he not? Let's be honest. He said this about Watford, right? They're going to be up there for the top of the championship. <laughs> do not, do not. I mean, he said this about every team, and we can't just keep saying that week in, week out. We're going to get, put, we're going to get something this weekend. We're at home. We know the boys have been good on the grass. We're going to get something, but it's nothing proving. You got Smith down there, bless him. He's running, he's running about, running about. His, his deliveries are terrible yesterday. Where's he got put? Good cross in the box. I know Willock might put be there. He might not be doing what Willock used to do, right? But I be- guarantee he might put a better ball in that box, final
5: third. agree yeah, with that. And yeah. also the <laughs> issue with the system as well, when Smith gets down that wing, he's only got Lyndon Dykes to cross to. Exactly, yeah. You know, this. You would help if the cross stayed in play. I get that. But, you know, there's still just one guy in there and maybe Smith's joy at Leighton Orient last season was cutting him from the left, albeit League Two level. He looked more dangerous coming in off the left and doing that. But then we have Willock and Chair who like to do that. So... Yeah, I mean, I we're not playing with an out and out ten, I think, but we have a few ten number tens in our, you know, our squad. Like, I'd like to see Chair, you know, in that position maybe get more involved. We're not getting him on the ball enough, and when we do, there's, there's no plan, is there? there? Doesn't seem to be a plan in place.
4: Watch how deep he has to come yeah. to get yeah. the ball. And I, I that say that every week. The me. absolute number one thing that goes that your your best player could not be getting the ball in the left back spot just because he's like. I'm not getting the ball. Otherwise, this is ridiculous. If you can't get me the ball in the final third or like past the halfway line, he has to come back there, and it's like he's not going to beat four men, or well, he's got to beat four men just to get to the halfway line. Like, he's got he's got to do something
1: absolutely outrageous to get an opportunity. Now that's what it feels like. But yeah, but it I've always said mental. that Willet, they don't get the ball enough in and around the box, right, where they're going to hurt teams. They don't get around. I mean, what is Willet going to do if he's not doing that? Because anyway, I know. He he was touching his legs all, all game on Saturday, like stretching, and he looked like he was getting injured and stuff like that. But um, but just quickly on leads, um, I uh, what what frustrates me with with Ainsworth is that and um, someone mentioned it on Twitter recently was plan B plan B is planning. There is nothing else that we do other than the Willick and Armstrong spot. Bring Folly on every now and again. But, that That's all he's changes. got though, isn't it? What Nothing he's got. changes for the whole not minutes minute. tactically, what do you want from someone? And one reason why we've never come back from a result is because he can't... Where's the tactical... But answer me this to question. ...to come on and change something, change the formation, change it in game, that someone like a warbird always used to do really well, was being able to know what was coming before it was coming, or change it after going 1-0 well, down, not afraid to change it, right? Then... Um, playing people that's, with different positions. I know it didn't always work. And we, but but, that's what
2: happens when you have a tactically but, savvy manager and a manager who's got no tactics at all.
1: Yeah, but he could change that, right?
2: I don't know if you disagree with me
3: here, but he could change that quite easily, right? Put Armstrong on the bench, bring him on in 60 minutes. There's your tactical change. I know Armstrong... Armstrong yesterday... You know, no disrespect to him. I know fans love him and he, you know, he is a good player, but he's running around like, what's he do, What does he do? I what was he doing yesterday at Leeds? He looks lost. He, he was offside. He got the ball. He was giving the ball away. He's, he just looks lost up there. And I know that's due to experience. I get that. But if he's not got the, I know we've got to keep putting him in to get that experience. But a game yesterday he could have done with Sinclair Armstrong coming on 65 minutes, maybe. You probably said it wouldn't change the game, but that's a tactical change. We, we bring a domer on.
4: Yeah, I think we've said for, for the last couple of pods, there needs to be a point where Armstrong is... It's not even he's rested. It's just, right, we're going to we're gonna change the system here. And as you come on as a sub, because we know he's going to be so dangerous off the bench. But, I mean, we tried that against Coventry. Or well, did Armstrong start? I'm, honestly, I've forgotten.
2: Um, no, he didn't, did what,
4: what he? No, what? No, cause well, it, Armstrong it, was on the bench. Yeah, he came Willett. on, did yeah. Armstrong? Yeah. Yeah, so like we tried it, we tried it, but I said it's all of you. That doing that at home is very different to doing it away. If he comes on at home and we're losing, teams have retreated already twenty yards by that stage, exactly. so there isn't the space in behind. The away games is the time to bring him on later as a sub. Um, and then we go right. I mean, all we ever do is the the diagonal ball to Smith. That is our outlet. If you watch the video on preseason training when we we're in Austria, they released a. I think it's like a ten minute training clip of like how we were playing. Same thing every single time was a diagonal ball to Smith. So fans knew we were gonna do that. That's fine. But no but to do it 20 times a game, every single game, it's so bloody obvious. It's fine if the delivery is great and he, he is one on one with the left back, take someone put a good ball in. But when the ball in is rubbish, then it's a complete waste of time. We even tried it, there was a point A domer had come on and chair like he beat two men, he looked up to spray the ball over and he was like, It's a domer. This is this is silly. Like there's no I don't need to do that. I'll just pass it short. But I mean
1: thought it was interesting to Zell got booked. Adoma. I thought he did alright when he came on. I was obviously like He didn't
4: he didn't do yeah, he didn't do too badly. But is that have we sunk to the level where we're like, Oh that was fine? Or like not even fine, like a don't even i don't want to say he was a five out of ten because that sounds like he was really bad but didn't really offer offer a lot he was just yeah fine that, he, that's he tracked just... back didn't he? Like, oh, yeah. i
5: mean yeah i think birmingham was an okay cameo from him as well and i must have not been impressed with him the last six months or so but birmingham he set up the chance for dykes yeah i mean leeds he was tracking back and winning a lot you know interceptions and seemed to carry the ball a little bit better than you know, others were doing, but you're right. Maybe the 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 standard that they're at right now is so low that anything out, like half competent is looking pretty good. But you're talking about what we could do to change it up. You I mean you go flat back four? You could try a four-two-three-one with you know two and out, out and out wingers, Smith on the left or Domer on the right or Armstrong on the right or Chair as in a ten and Dykes as a striker. I mean, it's it, it just. But what Ben's point, I agree with. It's just, yeah, we can set up with three at the back like we're doing. But if it's not working, where's the flexibility to change it in game? Doesn't seem to be that good. And it's that's hindering us right now. In in again, Brad alluded though, what have we got on the bench? But if we haven't got much on the bench, then maybe shift the players around a little bit on the pitch and see if that brings any more joy. I don't see much dynamism or you know, players swapping positions, wingers swapping or you know, stri- you know strikers moving about much. So, you know, to put the put the start of the season into context, I mean, eight points from 10 league games, lowest points return at this uh, championship level after 10 games since 2007 08 got seven points so you know we've lost six of our 10 league games that's our joint most defeats in our first 10 in a non-top flight season um so it's just like it it's not it's not looking great is it for Ainsworth and I know Dunk's not his biggest fan um and be tempted to make a change right now I mean I can't. I, me personally, and you know, it breaks my heart to say it's, I love Ainsworth, but I just I don't see him turning it around at this point.
2: Well, Dude, I um... think I think there's a massive difference between like obviously we're of a generation where we remember Ainsworth the player and there's Ainsworth the manager, and I think too many fans can't see the difference, and he just isn't the right man for us at the minute. And like you said, like he's tactically, he's not able to like read the game and change it in game. He's like, what really struck me was in the summer when we spoke to him. He said, "Ah, oh, I don't like loan players." Yet we've done so well in recent years with the loan markets with certain players that have come in that we would normally have a loan player or two on the bench to change the game, and we've got none this year. Like you can't tell me the club haven't got a couple of like hundred k to put for a loan deal like a kid who's not going to be on massive wages or somebody's not going to be on horrendous wages that gives us options I feel like as much as I'm not in Ainsworth I don't feel it's all completely his fault I do feel at some point we've got to talk about how the club is being run again because this is we are free falling and that's not the manager's fault that's how the club is being run from a higher up level
3: but it feels like the
2: Ainsworth has already lost
3: the dressing room. I don't know if that, that's harsh to say. Oh, we don't know because we don't see it week in, week out. But even like Jack said, the body language yesterday, we, we lost the battle before we even got off a team bus. That's what it felt like. You know what I mean? It, as he lost the players, is it because he's dropped Willock and little things like that, does it affect, do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's a weird one, but the thing of Ainsworth is, I know a lot of fans, it's like 50-50 on social media at the minute. People saying get rid, people saying keep him. Let's be honest, can we really afford to get rid? Can we afford yeah, to get it, rid
4: of him? That's where it becomes and who who wants to manage us? Exactly. If well, we Walnut if we there. said who?
3: Walnut. There,
4: he? Well not he, Well, he's got Rotherham potentially, he's got Sheffield Wednesday. Does he Yeah, Les has left, but does he want to come back to us? If Rather Ainsworth does go, sure. if Ainsworth
1: goes any time. I don't think he will, but if he does go anytime in the next month or 2 I g he'll he'll be in with a big big chance of getting the job, I think. With Les gone as well. We need to get through this season desperately. I don't know, it kind of feels
0: Picture the scene, all of your mates are around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That's the way it would go, but but I just It's difficult, isn't it?
1: Like you've all said, he's a player, we like him. I think we all want, to do, we all want him to do well. No one doesn't want him to do well. I, I, you know, i Said many times, it feels like he's going in the right direction. It, I feel like he knows what he's doing, but then just like football, it just quickly changes, doesn't it? A couple of good victories, and it could all change again, right? But he's he's on the it, it does right because that's where he is yeah. at the moment, right? But but where the, where do you see these victories
2: coming? That's that's oh, I don't I, know. That's the so point it, that's it, the thing, is it? I just don't see it, what game we win oh, anytime soon.
1: And it, and what. The the more this home run goes on, the the, the harder it's gonna get because you cannot pick up the wins that we keep picking away. It won't happen. Like you have to sort we have to sort that home form out to have any chance to stay it up. So yeah. he needs to nail that. And and going to your point, Jack, he's gonna have no choice but to change it on Saturday because we're back to this injury situation again, which is just never-ending. Like it's just like we were just I was watching the game going, well, who's gonna drop down injured in the next 10 minutes? And lo and behold, callbacks, you know. I don't know, he looked like he was injured from the start, to be honest. He carried on, though, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether we took him off because we knew Field was suspended and we West. him. I don't know, but it looked like Cook and Fox are going to be out because we're going to be playing. Jimmy Daly, who's had 20 minutes of football, and Mark Salter, who really probably shouldn't play Saturday, right? With the amount of game time he's had. We've got Kakai there, who I don't know. I don't really (laughs) want to say what I think, really. I don't think, but... (laughs) He's, really, he's so poor. I mean, just look at the last four or five goals we've conceded. I guarantee you he's done something wrong in all of them. Um, yeah. yeah. He, uh, I mean, if, if he's any other player, rather than coming through our ranks, he, he would just get a completely different perception. I appreciate that he tries hard. And he, he has a good 20 minutes here, a good 10 minutes there, and he'll make a good run here, a good cross there. But if you look at him overall in a game and analyse him, or
5: pretty poor. Well, we've always said he's a backup player, like at this level, at best, right? Just someone that fills the squad can come in in an emergency and do a job, you know, you know, best six out of ten. But he started pretty much every game, or if not every game, he might be one of the only players that have done that this season. And
4: every minute, has not he?
5: Yeah, like that yeah. It should be. We shouldn't be in a position where you know, all due respect to him. You know, I mean, it's great that he's come through the youth team and he's he's stuck at it and he's persevered and it's shown great determination. And this weekend, be his hundredth appearance at QPR, but we're not we're not a charity at the same time we can't you know we've got to have a higher standard than that you know in my opinion and yeah let's see if we can get Canon in the team because i think it will come in for kakai,
4: is, 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 the therefore kakai the, is, is kakai the symbolism of where we are as a team and as a club then i.e like someone whose top level is a seven out of ten like constantly people are like or not sure I'm very worried when they're on the ball, off the ball, anywhere around the ball, mistakes. Like, I don't, again, you want, like I said, you want players who come from the youth system to do well. But I think that's it. We are, maybe we should do this throughout the season. Which player symbolises the club right now? And it right now it is him. And you think think back to how good we were at the well, beginning of last season and. Season before, and we would be saying, "Oh, we're Ilias chair symbolizes that, like where we are as a team and as a club." But yeah, I think it's where just, we are as a team, good, at is
3: this it? Po- I think where we are at a team at this point of time is we don't know what the word confidence means. We have got no confidence. in The whole squad, it's, yeah. you know, I know we're just pinpointing Kakai because he is being not the best, and he does look like a headless chicken sometimes out there. But it's the whole squad. We have got no confidence. You can see even even last night, Dyker was on the ball. I don't even think he looked up where he was passing
1: it. He just boot, he just hit it, <laughs> went straight back to him. You don't want him it's getting not. the ball though, where he was getting the ball at least. He was getting the ball like in in their half, in our RF like right. he's a
3: professional football player still passing it to a, bl- a red no, and black no. top. I agree, but he, but there's he, no confidence. You know where's the old chair gone? But he, like you said, chair's not getting in the right position, so he's pulling back to get the ball, but.
4: He, he's
3: brave. passing, he's passing it to sink up top, and it's just, it's just not working, is it? it
5: it's not, not working. Not, adv- I'm not usually advocating like mid-season managerial changes, and God knows we had loads last season. But we know there's a manager out of work that is one of the best in the game, at putting his arm around players who are lacking a bit of confidence and ging them up. And yeah, yeah, his football stylistically might not be that great, but you know Neil Warnock would come in, get chair, his arm round chair, round Willock, round Dykes and you make them feel 10 feet tall, get them playing, as he says, with a smile on their faces. And I can't help but just think what that scenario looks like to the end of the season. I'm not saying it's a long-term solution, and I'm not saying we should do that now, but I do think that there's, with, you know, Amit Batty is close with Warnock, as he is with Ainsworth. You know, there's no Les Ferdinand in the way now to block a Warnock appointment. Is it more realistic now than it was a few years ago? I mean, don't know what you guys think about the Warnock you know, it's been done do... a million times, but would you have him if we well, get Well, it's one of
3: them though, isn't it? It's like jumping back on an old timeline. We just keep getting these people that have, you know, been there, done that with us. Do you know what I mean? We did it with Austin. We're doing it with Ainsworth. We, we do, you know, we we've, we've, let's get him back. Let's get him back. We need a new bit of sauce, don't we? We need a new manager who's going to come in and just, I know Ainsworth hasn't worked, but it's not working. Not to say that it won't work. Look, I can't sit here and say it's not... He's failed because he be, you know, he pulls out three wins in the next three weeks after, you know, after the international as well, like an idiot. But, you know, there's no other manager out there really that we can afford, is there? I know we, can Ainsworth... get,
4: we can only get someone who isn't in a job because we can't pay money for somebody.
3: Yeah, but we've got to pay Ainsworth so... out, right? Yeah,
1: but it, doesn't yeah work, it doesn't work. But there'd be an like agreement, that's... wouldn't there? Yeah, there's like a break clause and you pay it over a time. Oh. And... And if he gets a new job, then you don't have to pay it. Stuff like that. So, yeah.
2: But he's, I isn't, guess the there question... a, isn't there a little manager out there who's um, got a good reputation with like, doing good with
4: squads? He's got a good squads. relationship with one group of fans. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Nah. He's, he's
2: good at getting the best out of a, like, <laughs> on
4: paper, it, it, a
2: cheap squad and a lack of budget. Like, I guess got he's, he's, someone you, of, he's someone the fan base could get behind.
3: I guess I've got a question. Is, is the Championship... Right, answer it honestly. All, all of you is the championship out of Ainsworth's depth as a manager? Yes, yeah, uh,
5: yeah. I think I think it's looking that way, yeah.
3: Chris, what do you reckon?
4: Yeah, I think I think Jack and I share a very similar opinion here because we were quite happy when he came in and he was such a hero of our youth that. <laughs> kind of reaching the stage where you're like i think he's got to go it's so difficult words for us to, to like come out of our mouth <laughs> but, but uh, i think i think ben nailed it two games can change a lot like two games ago or maybe maybe three games ago when we were like oh where are you on the Ainsworth fence and i was like oh i'm over the fence and i'm in the Ainsworth field of dreams well i can tell you what i'm definitely back on the fence right now um <laughs> and that's how quickly things change but it's when he says after the game yesterday like oh Ugh. well we're definitely going to beat blackburn you why
1: does he do that One every week he needs to
4: stop oh. saying it because players players buy in and they have belief when they can actually see it there's nothing if he went back in the dressing room he was like boys we we're going to win saturday they'd be looking around being like we were just we offered nothing today how do you suddenly think we're going to win and if you've got if you can't have that, if you can't truly generate the belief, because if fans are the most optimistic people, right? Saturday morning we might I mean, I don't think the five of us will suddenly all feel positive Saturday morning. But fans are more likely to do that than players, in my opinion, because we're that's just how fans are made up. But I won't be going to that game being like we are gonna win today. I'm gonna be going, Well, I'm going because it's almost your duty and I've got a season ticket and mm-hmm. I still love going. But I'm not. I'm expecting nothing. Like you leaving. I'm leaving the ground all the time. It's being like, "That's just."
3: But he doesn't help himself. Up, been worn it? down. He, he, yeah, he by he saying that, he doesn't. doesn't help
4: himself.
3: Yeah, it, in interviews, he doesn't help himself up. You know. Even yeah, I agree. The post, you know. the post yesterday after Leeds, he just always sees a positive, and he's always has a little smirk, and he, the the boys are put. I know I've got a good squad. The good, you know, the boys put it in. Come on, the point the table's showing different. How, how many times can he keep saying it? Yeah, you know I mean, just come out and say, look, when we're, we're I not think,
2: good. I think that goes down to the fragility of the squad we have in this terms of players. I think if he comes out and throws any of those players under the bus, especially the likes of people like chair Dizelle, Aussie any of those like younger players, they're gone. They are literally their their confidence will be in their boots. They're not old pros. They can't take the criticism that say a colback or a cook could take. And I think yeah. that is a problem throughout modern football, not just of us. Yeah. But I've always said with a manager that's exactly the same as all players, they have a ceiling, they have a level they all get to. And Ainsworth is, I think, brilliant for League One. I think he's a good League One manager, but I don't think he can make the step up the championship. Like we've all said, Ozzy would probably do well in a League One team. He's just not cut out for championship. It's the same he's principle. Got,
1: he's got to he's got to learn quickly. He's not got it, it. He's done a good job in, in in setting expectation with QPR fans. We've all know that it's going to be a struggle this season. We all know we're going to be down there. We all know there's going to be some tough games ahead, right? He's done really well at drilling that home to us all, right? I think, um, but and we can't just keep losing every. We can't just not win at home. We can't that can just not continue. Like just because the boys have given everything, because we've. Got injuries, which we now have, we, it, soon it will it will wear thin, won't it? And 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 actually, I, I get your point is right. Actually, although it is frustrating to listen and hear it, and it's bloody annoying that in the first thirty seconds he said we played some nice stuff, and that we didn't show them too much respect. I mean, I mean we're not stupid. <laughs> None, <laughs> we did play nice stuff, and we definitely did show them respect, right? Frustrating, but he's got to do all that sort of stuff because he knows his team's fragile. It's the same group of players, isn't it? most of them saw Warburton at the end of Warbert, and A lot of them saw the end of Critchley. These, look at it. The majority of the same players, they're still there. So he's got to be... It's what he said in the dressing room, is it, that, that, that matters. And and he needs to be making... A, <laughs> something needs to change quickly, doesn't it? Otherwise, is the pressure's really going to start building on him. It's not, not going to
3: change overnight, though, is it? Not with the depth well, of that squad, it's not going to change overnight.
5: It's yeah. just going to take a bit of luck and a bit something different, isn't it? Tactically, I think the fans at home have been unbelievable. I can't believe it, right? Yeah,
1: couldn't um, believe it on Saturday. No, but I, not that we want to be in, but there's no, there was no like I didn't hear any frustration when we were 3 0 down, anything really. It, what it, about you, it's,
5: it's probably a mixture of like apathy, but there's also some support, you know, generally still there for Ainsworth. And but you can't, as you say, the you've got to nail the home form, it, it, it will be the noose. That you know tightens on him, unfortunately, because I completely agree with what you said earlier. That the away form picking up decent, you know, wins and points away from home might not be sustainable for a club like QPR with this squad. So you've got to start, you know, churning out, you know, some more more points at home. But if we win a win against Blackburn, suddenly, you know, as Chris has been saying, back on the fence. Think, you know, not as you know anti-ainsworth or anything like that, but it will look a bit rosier and with the international breaks and injuries players can catch up on those and get back but if if it goes the other way you know but there's there could be a decision to make with the international break there that's all I'm saying and I think in in the pre-match press conference for Leeds Ainsworth referenced he had a chat with the owners and about form and there was a little I can't remember the exact wording but there was definitely like a he seemed a little bit agitated by it when he was talking about it. Like, you know, so, you know, the, spoke to the owners this week. They're you know aware of the form, you know, want things to improve, kind of along that sort of context. And then we go and, you know, a meet 1-0 defeat against Leeds. It shows that maybe there is a bit of pressure behind the scenes on Ainsworth, but I guess time
4: will tell. I think, yes, yeah, Saturday is so key, like you say. We've talked a lot about confidence here. If you can win before the international break, that's next two weeks. Suddenly, there's a buzz around the training ground. People will be in a positive mood, will be in positive mood as fans because we'll finally see the home win. And then you've got Huddersfield away next game. Massive game. They're going to be bottom three as well or like bottom four five. If you, I mean, we're, I'm saying a lot of ifs here, but if you can win both of those games or at least get a point at home and then beat Huddersfield, yeah, then confidence can tick up and players will start, buying back into him saying no look we are like we are good we will pick up but if you don't god then i mean i love love ilia's chair as a player but i if i'm him i must be thinking what am i doing in this team at the moment i've i'm getting the ball so deep i'm trying everything here and i haven't got a lot of stuff around me there's no one like that looks as if they can do anything with him so it goes
3: out to the right, doesn't it? All the time it goes to Smith if it's going to go anywhere. It goes yeah. out, that's
4: right. And like, if there's there's going to come a point right this season where Cherry's going to he's going to play a ball, or he's going to do something, and he's going to throw his hands up in the air and scream at someone. And if one person boos him, it's utterly ridiculous because he must be so frustrated coming off on games all the time. Um, and that's why the Willock thing, to me. It's a tough one. Like yeah. dropping him is fine, but there are a lot of players in that squad who will be like, "We've had Chris Bullock and he was amazing." So getting rid of him completely and never playing him—it's it's well, a—it's a—it's a big decision, isn't it?
3: It's sort of similar to Dykes, though, isn't it? Up top, let's be honest, he'll you, probably play an international for Scotland and score. It's just we people criticize right. Dykes, but. What I, I can't picture or I can't even remember him even getting the ball in that sort of dangerous area that Dykes wants it against Leeds or against it. Do you know what I mean? He, he doesn't get it. So for Dykes, that's why we sit here and we think, where's he playing? Because he's coming so deep. He doesn't, even, he doesn't get the ball. He doesn't know where he's playing. And that's our problem. We've got nothing going forward. And when Smith does go forward, he loses it. Or Chair tries to do something, but he's come from too deep. That's the problem. I can't see where goals are going to come from. Where are
1: they going to come? It's an issue. It's a huge issue. Yeah. And it was always an issue. We all said at the summer we needed a striker. It was unbelievable we didn't get one. Um, and low and behold, we can't score <laughs> score a goal, really. I'll tell you where half.
4: they're not coming from. They're not coming from long throws. And it's oh, absolutely, absolute bollocks <laughs> insistent on doing it every effing throw. Even to the stage where when Smith's off the pitch, getting subbed with a supposed long throw, Adoma, who definitely does not have a long throw, is still trying a long throw. That is the point where I'm like, there is a, there is a massive tactical problem here that no one is going, pointer. what are we doing? Honestly, like, I think that's the point. I truly lost it last night. Like, we don't... I think If you practice them, fine. And if in training, someone is actually running towards the ball and winning the flick on, and maybe we're getting a shot off a goal, great. But we're loading up a long throw and every fan is being like, "Well, this is going absolutely nowhere. What is the point of this?" Well,
1: because they put, we've only got Dykes who can win a an header, and they put three on him. They put their, all three. They like they put two in front of him and one behind him. He's never going to win. So it's just pointless. There was to be fair. There
4: was there was yeah. one on Saturday where like he started on the front post and he he flicked the ball on on his knees, and that was the best opportunity we had. Um I'm under the impression that
5: Ainsworth and Dobson had the reputation for like being set piece like gurus almost. There was some invention with Wickham and they were arguably one of the best at set piece goals. And then I was expecting us to at least, yeah, the football might not be pretty, but we might be quite efficient off those. Yeah. And I know a lot of that is down to who's taken the set pieces and who've got the yeah, exactly. But we've got the joint fewest goals and set pieces this season. I know goals on that are at a premium for us as well, but they're certainly yeah. as you know, Chris says. They're not coming from long throws, and not really coming from corners or free kicks either. So but when you've got Ilias
2: Cherry, better. can't hit. I can't find anybody from a corner for the last three or four seasons. Like it doesn't matter what corner specialist you get in, unless they're telling him like actually how to kick a corner in. That's the difference. We could have all the tactics in the box, all the little groups of players on the edge of the box running this way, that way. If the ball ain't getting in there, that's nothing we can la- do. It was our last good set piece taker.
5: Like because it's all kind of blurred
2: i can't it was like genuinely like
5: really dangerous i think mean, padula was really good
3: at... Gino, oh i about to say do <laughs> <Pardula. laughs> <laughs> no, you know how
5: far we are Buzaki going back excellent. a long time is that bazzacchi yeah he yeah, was good mm-hmm. I mean, there
1: must have been someone recently freeman mm-hmm. was decent freeman and Eze, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. potentially. what
5: about what about
3: junior hoilett whips it in the box <laughs> today <laughs> bobby zamora <laughs> uh.
2: Um, but I quickly then, That's less... good. Go Done. I was just yeah. gonna say. I think the problem is we don't create anything. We could have the best striker in the world, but all the all the crosses that go in our box get, don't go anywhere near him. You could have Harry Kane up front for us. And he ain't gonna score any goals. He gets no. He'll get no service. I think how deep no Harry service. Kane would be
4: coming in this team to, to get the ball and try <laughs> if to do something. he be like sweeper, Him and chair in our own box well, kicking you, the ball to You look to how each deep other.
3: Dykes played yesterday. He was in goal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a weird thing to. That was weird. One, I,
3: I, I, we're losing one nil, right? you what, put Dykes in goal. I mean, we yeah. weren't going to score, oh.
1: but what? Oh. What? Adobe was spot on. Like, what? What? Why would you? I can't even. Just, I can't even finish my words because I can't believe it. But oh. why would you take a striker off and put him in goal when you're one nil down? Yeah,
2: is it because Dykes is the only person who was willing to go in goal? No,
1: Adoma wanted Adobo it. Adoma tried to grab the gloves off him and tell oh, yeah. him, "You need you up front and."
2: Um, yeah, but, but that's out of necessity, back. isn't it? That's a necessity. Domer
1: wanted to be a, a,
3: wonder, a wonder keeper there, didn't he? He wanted to pull off some camera safe, and he's a legend,
1: forever <laughs> For... ours, forever.
5: Oh. Or does it show how little confidence Dykes has that he's actually
2: going to score?
1: Yeah. He looked well happy when he went in goal, smiling <laughs> all sorts like it was a dream. <laughs> no,
2: did he call that's him what him? I mean. <laughs> like, he might have been a goalie in his, in his youth days. Well, did he used to play American, Australian, uh, Australian football?
1: Australian rules, yeah. Australian yeah. Rules, Australian Australia, rules, he was, his yeah. History, really. yeah. Um, Quickly Blackburn, I mean, looking at everything, it's probably a perfect, as easy a game as we could want. You know, aside from Shuffle Wednesday, really, they're in really bad form, letting the most goals in the league. Not very good away from home. It's a
4: must win, Brad, isn't it? Brad, all right. Brad, well, we, we, can't, we can't. Buzzing, lining up to be great. I mean, it's yeah.
3: it's one of them, isn't it? Let's be honest. We all know we support QPR for years. It's one of them. Well, they'll probably come to QPR and beat us five nil, and they'll break a. Do you know what I mean? They'll break a record against us or something. That's just the QPR way, but it's a must-win. It's a must-win game. It really is. You know, not even though it's early doors and we're, still, we're down there, but it's a must-win for Ainsworth. It really is. He must look at this and look at those figures you've just mentioned and say, right, if my back is against the wall, if I don't win this, I'm going to really lose him because he's starting to lose the fans already, but he needs to pull something out of the bag. But I just can't, I can't see where it's going to come from with that depth and squad. I just can't see it.
5: Jack, what do you think, mate? Yeah, I I actually don't think we'll lose it. I think it'll be a draw. I think we're going to set that club record um, winless run at home, and um, we're going to get get, get to 11, 11 games without a win. Um, but I also think a draw doesn't necessarily get him, you know, sacked or anything like that. I think it prolongs it, and I think it kind of drags out a bit more, which you know, is what it is. But I, yeah, I, I don't. I think a draw, nil nil don't think we're going to score. Blackburn might have the leakiest defence, but we've got one of those porous attacks. So I think it would be nil-nil.
1: Dunk?
2: Well, I was going to say, you said that Blackburn's away form's terrible. Our home form's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they they got the leakiest defence. We got the, one of the worst attacks. Like, it's just all set up for a nil-nil draw, is it? Like, it's going to be probably the
1: worst game of football ever recorded. We've got that at up top
4: as well. He, I don't know why he was handful in Against okay, us,
1: Chris, would you recommend?
4: Uh, 2 1 loss. <laughs> we, we scored at home three games in a row. I think we somehow managed to continue that, but probably be a last minute goal that doesn't count for anything. Yeah, I've, so I've lost last question of all positivity Who is going to play centre midfield? Duke McKenna and Andre Dazel. I mean, that doesn't fill me with much confidence. What about Dixon Bonner?
3: I think. What, is Colbeck actually out, is he?
1: Well... He, he's definitely not out, is he? He didn't look great, I've got to say. It, it didn't look great, but maybe we oh. took him off because we knew oh. the field was... Suspended.
2: We're finally going to see Kenneth Powell in central midfield.
3: No, like, doesn't it... I've just West London Sport have just released, though, haven't they, that Willock is looking likely to be put back
1: in the squad. Yeah, I just Don't said that, him. yeah. <laughs> yeah, be, re, be recalled. Because be be he recalled. was left out. Yeah. He, so did did they go. come out and say he had a knock? Did, did you say that? Did they say anything uh, after the team was out that he had a knock or anything like that? I didn't see any an injury or something. I didn't uh, see anything. But it's normally they say that, don't they? If 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 that if he had a knock or did they say oh he's got a knock?
3: It'd be interesting uh, to know that because obviously they got that two thousand and three four reunion tonight, haven't they? They're all there: Richard Langley, Furlong, Ainsworth. It'd be interesting to see if the fans are going right. That's what it's there for. It'd be interesting to see if the fans see what they say to Ainsworth and that. Do you know what I mean? Will they just forget about it and let him enjoy
4: his night or will they say to him now this is the the I think Clive made a similar point about the fans one. The the fans who go to this are like your most hardcore yeah, yeah. like Dyer's. sort of love yeah, Dias love love the club. I mean every fan loves the club, right? But like there are people who really love it and are, are positive all the time. And again, it's not the night where you want to take away from that remember we're remembering a great team yeah, like that. As well. Was one of my first seasons. Um I had a season ticket and it was phenomenal to watch. It was so, I mean, it was a lot younger. It's so exciting to watch all the time. I mean, we were winning, so um <laughs> kind of feels like it was that long ago, 20 years since we did win a home game sometimes.
1: Right then, lads. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's so annoying, isn't it, that we have to be like this? And, you know, I think we all want to be a little bit positive and we all want to, you know... I don't think we're any of us are anti Ainsworth or have an agenda. Certainly not. But I think we do have an agenda and an anti-losing. And we want to win football <laughs> matches, right? Um, what was your prediction, uh, Ben? I I, I I struggle with the team, I'm honest. A darn salter centre-back partnership doesn't fill me with much confidence, even that one of them isn't going to get injured. Then what do we do? I don't think Reggie Cunha is going to be playing. But um, could Richards be back? Uh, yeah, Richards, a... No, Richards won't be back, and then and then Ainsworth's gonna have to go with his tail between his legs back to Chris will and go, "Oh, you're in the squad now. I've just left you out, but I need you. Sadly, we've got injuries. I need you." It's hardly inspiring, isn't it? So, you know, imagine if you were him. I mean, there's probably more going on in the background, but as we see it, you know, it doesn't look great.
4: Um, the players you know, can like, take that one or two ways, right? Will it could be well, like, "Okay, this is. I'm back in it. I'm. I'm going to prove to you that." I should be in the squad all the time and I should be starting games. And if you play me and Jed together, it gets the best out of him and I can show what I can do.
3: If, if or, he's proven it, he's only going to prove it for himself. To well, he has, be
1: honest. I'd be very surprised. But, but we have to play him to get the best out of him. Otherwise we, <laughs> we leave him out, like Doug said. We leave him out, we play him. You, can... I just, you know, I'm not sure there's a middle ground in. We just play him 45 minutes here, 10 minutes there, to... which we'll is not going to get anything out of him doing that. I don't know if anyone agrees or disagrees with that.
2: it's just such a difficult kind of balancing act because he's not got back in the team on merit so Ainsworth just lost that battle instantly of i've dropped you for a reason and but now i've got to come like you said come with his tail between the legs will it can just go like this is what happens the team's so poor without me you need me anyway that even if i don't bother like picking up my tools and actually trying to like get back in the team on my own merit and it's obviously it's still like assumptions that we're assume that's why Chrissy Willick was dropped. We don't know. But on his day he is a,
1: still a talent. Hmm. I'd like to see um Smith, Willick and as like behind dykes. That's what I'd like to see. Um you know but without Field in there I don't know whether that'd be possible when we leave ourselves too open. I don't I don't know. But we'll have to see. All right lads well we'll leave we'll leave it there. Um We'll get together again next week. Maybe it's another international break. So let's hope we can get a win on Saturday and then have a bit more of a upbeat. <laughs> Cast next week. So Anything else? Voice. Nothing else? All right. Yours. Yours. <laughs>